If you're having trouble finding clients or finding quality clients that aren't a pain in the neck, then pay close attention to this episode because I'm going to show you how to ethically stalk, then convince quality, high-paying clients to hire you using a real-world example you could swipe today if you want to. Meaning, I'm going to show you a real 10K client who's right for the picking that you could contact and potentially get work from as soon as you're done listening to this episode. So here's the deal. One of the things I talk about in my 10K Client Blueprint, which you can find at the10kclient.com, and I'll leave a link in the description as well. But one of the examples I show you in there is Salesforce lawyers. So finding lawyers who's, who use Salesforce as one example of clients that you know have money and are willing to spend it on their business because Salesforce is an expensive piece of software. And as I lay out in the blueprint, the average user of Salesforce spends $86,000 per year on the software. So these are clients, again, that you know have money, lawyers, and they're also willing to spend it on their business because they're using Salesforce. And again, that's just one example. But let's run with that a little bit further to find out clients that you can contact today in the next five to 10 minutes. So if you're following along, just jump over to Facebook and do a search for Salesforce in the top search bar. So not the any audience insights tool or anything like that, just the Facebook search itself that's right there on the platform, right at the top in the search bar. Type in Salesforce. When you do, you'll see a listing of a whole bunch of stuff, but on the left-hand side, you'll be able to further refine your search. So you want to click on groups because we only want to show the groups. So when I do that, I see a whole list of Salesforce groups. So Salesforce learners, Salesforce discussion group, Salesforce administrator, Salesforce.com professionals developer group. There's a whole list of all of these, a whole swath of Facebook groups related to Salesforce. And these are people using Salesforce right now. And a lot of these groups are 30,000, 10,000, 8,000, and so on. And yeah, you got to troll through it a little bit to find the best ones that would be filled with actual Salesforce users who would be potential clients for you if you're a Salesforce developer. But man, they are all grouped up right here. And of course, we're just doing Salesforce. You know, you could do whatever search you want. But join a couple of these and you've just found tens of thousands of potential clients using a very expensive piece of software, spending lots of money on their business already. So if you're thinking, well, I can't find clients, they're right here. They're sitting right in front of you. Now, the other question is, well, how do you bring these people to you? Well, there's a couple ways that you can do that. The easiest way is just to run ads on Facebook targeting these people. So you just have a little simple headline like, need a Salesforce developer. And most ads on Facebook are cheap enough that you and the service you would offer would be expensive enough that you're going to turn a, a high positive ROI. So it's really simple. Uh, if you have some money to spend, that's the recommend the approach that I recommend because it will just save you a ton of time. But it's not the only way. If you don't have money, you can still do this. So we can do a little what I call guerrilla freelancing. So as I said earlier, join the groups and just start interacting with people. Read what they say, identify problems they're having, figure out their ultimate goals, needs, wants, dreams, etc. As I mentioned earlier, stock them, so to speak. Try to get inside their head and figure out what makes them tick and, and what problems they're having, what solutions you might be able to provide. And then create services based on your intel. So don't just imagine services actually listen to these people and start to think of services you could offer that would actually help real world people that you've interacted with. 
and then subtly from time subtly from time to time make it known that you offer these kind of services now you don't want to spam the group because you'll just get kicked right away but for example if you see someone post about a problem that your services solve say something like well with the clients i work with what we do is now and then you just kind of go into whatever your answer whatever you're going to say it's these little pre-qualifiers or the these little starts of statements like this that make the difference it's not much but it's just a little signal that lets people know that you are one a service provider and two work specifically with salesforce in a way that won't get you kicked out of the group that's not going to get you kicked out of the group now if you do this and i know this because i've done it people will dm you about your services so if you post helpful good helpful responses and interact consistently in the group, people will DM you. People will notice and pay attention. So that's one approach that you could take, but let's get a little bit more stalkerish. Let's push the envelope just a little bit more and be a little bit more aggressive. So we talked about Salesforce. You may not be a Salesforce developer. Again, it's just one example. You could search whatever you wanted to on here. So let's do a search for lawyers near me in the Facebook search, the exact same one right on the homepage. So what I get is I get a list of lawyers in my area. So I see Ripley County Prosecutor, Prosecuting Attorney's Office, Phelps County Prosecuting Attorney, Robert L. Smith, Attorney at Law. So it's a whole list of lawyers that live near me. And just for context, I live in the boonies. I have to drive an hour just to get to a small town. <laughs> I have to drive two to get to a town of like 160,000. And St. Louis is three hours away. Kansas City is four hours away. Like I live in the middle of nowhere. If you live in a bigger city or near one, unlike me, then this list is going to be huge. So again, here are a, here's a whole list of potential clients. But again, the question is, well, how do we get them to come to us? Well, again, we gather the intel. We stock them, quote unquote. So I'm going to click on the link for the Roberts L. Smith attorney at law, and it takes me to his Facebook page. So on his Facebook page, I'm looking through his posts. I'm just looking for intel. I'm trying to get a read on who this is. Now, as a developer, I want to know. I want to know about his website. Does he have a website? What's it look like? Is it you know big one? Is it mobile responsive? Is it junk? You know what about him? How does he think? What are his hot buttons? His values, beliefs? I'm trying to figure out all this. And a lot of people will put this stuff on Facebook out there for you to see. But I want to know as much about this guy as I can. So if I walk into a room to meet with him, I know what makes him tick. And as usual, Facebook does not disappoint here. So on his page, there's a pinned post. And it has nothing to do with his services or anything. This is real insight into how he thinks. So I'm going to read this to you so uh, you can really see what's going on here. So he says, where are we on the city's rampage to bankrupt itself? Steve Davis was reelected to continue his good old boy girl gang. From what I've read, he won 81% of the people voting against him. He won by 81% of the people voting against him. Basically, there were too many candidates against him and they split the vote, allowing him to continue his bad judgment for the city. The election of Chris Taylor is good news because from all accounts, she will do what is right, as will Robert Smith. However, the gang led by and it, goes, it sort of goes on. Now, it's political, of course, but... And and I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what any of this stuff is. But I'm going to take some time. And if I'm going to contact this guy, I'm going to take some time and find out who are these people. What's he talking about? Who's Chris Taylor? Because he's obviously passionate about this. This is the Facebook page for his law firm. 
and he has this pinned at the very top of it. So this is obviously something that, that matters to him. And then if I decide to contact him, when I do, I'm going to use it. I'm going to open the email and say, hey, Robert, just wanted to say I saw your Facebook post about Steve Davis. And man, I could agree more. I think blah, blah, blah. And you go on down the line. You're going to use that to get his attention and get him to actually read what you're saying. The subject line of the email, I may even say, hey, your Facebook post about Steve Davis or something along those lines. Right. It's going to not be buy my services right off the bat. It's going to be something related to the intel that I find on his Facebook page that he's putting out there. Because now when you do that, you've got his attention. He's reading what you you have to say. He's actually opened the email and reading it. Now, the question is, okay, we're talking about contacting him. What are we going to contact him about? Well, like I said, he has a website. So, and it's, it's in the about section of his Facebook page. I clicked on it. And for local businesses, if you're a developer, this is something you should always do. For local businesses, I always check to see if their site's mobile responsive because many Many of them still aren't. And lo and behold, when I look on his site, it's not mobile responsive. If you shrink down the screen, everything starts getting mashed together. Text starts running off of the screen and it just looks bad. That's it. We're in. We have now a a legitimate problem. This is a layup, right? This is a legitimate problem that he has that we can reasonably say is costing him business, right? There's statistics out there that show that when people visit a site on mobile first and it's not mobile responsive or they don't have a good experience, they don't ever go back. So he's literally losing business as a result of this. So it's an easy pitch and he has a legitimate need. That's the a really big part of this. You're not just putting your services out to people who may or may not need them. You're actually finding people who have a legitimate need for your service and also their clients with money. They're big money clients. This is a lawyer. This is someone who's not going to have a problem paying you for your service. So when we contact him after we butter him up a little bit using what I showed or talked about earlier, then you're going to say something like, anyway, reason I'm contacting you is after I saw your post, I noticed you had a website and I'm a web developer. So I'm always curious about people's websites. And I noticed with yours that it's not fully mobile responsive. Here's a screenshot. And then you just kind of go into the rest of your pitch, mention the statistics, whatever to, to kind of make your case that, Hey, you need to, you need to update your website. And here's the thing. It's not really a pitch. You're actually telling the, like, it's real. He does need to update his website. He probably is losing business legitimately as a result of the way his website works. And so you have a very strong case for why he should hire you. His site is jacked. And like I said, you can bust out all the stats on why being mobile responsive is a problem, how he's losing clients, how his search engine rankings will plummet. And just sort of paint a real horror show. You're not even selling yourself. You're just kind of describing the problem and all of the things that could go wrong or are going wrong as a result of his site not working the way that it should. And then at the end of all of that, you just sort of stop soft selling. You say, anyway, it's something I noticed and thought you might want to look at if you want. And and this is where it depends. If 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 you're contacting someone who's local, you can say, if you want, I can come by your office and show you how I could redo this for you. Or if you're not contacting someone where you can actually go to their office, you can just say, hey, I can jump on a phone call with you and we can we can talk through or we could do a Zoom meeting and I could show you what I would do. Now, here's a really big key point. If he says yes, you actually build the rework of his site before you go in. So before you go into the office, before you jump on the Zoom meeting, 
Uh, if you're going to jump on a phone call, build it, take a picture and send them the screenshot, whatever. You actually do it beforehand. Now, maybe not the entire site, but like the homepage to show him the difference. You want that before and after um, because you want to really be able to show him this is what your page looks like now. This is what it'll look like when I do it. You don't want him to have to imagine it. You want to be able to show it to him or her, or whoever this is. It's a thousand times more persuasive when you do that. And I'm telling you, if you do this, you will get clients like this. And the research and the email and all of this might take you 30 minutes or an hour at most. The rework might take you a little bit more. But to get the appointment, to get from, I don't know where I can find a client, to having found somebody, they have a need, you email them, they say yes, and you have a real appointment, a real hot lead, qualified lead that you're going to meet with, the, the time frame to do that is maybe 30 minutes. And you can go out there. There's, there's probably dozens, if not hundreds of lawyers in your area. Oh, and we just talked about lawyers. We didn't mention doctors, financial advisors, and all the other different ways that you can look and find these kinds of clients. Now, one thing you might be thinking is, well, that seems like a lot of work for one client. But remember, this isn't any client. This is a lawyer. A guy with money, a guy who, who will have tech needs down the line, a guy who could send you tens of thousands of dollars worth of work over the life of your career. So these clients are worth invest, investing some time into because you only need a few like this to be set. So there you go. You know, you can't say, I don't know how to find and get hired by quality clients anymore because I've shown you exactly what to do. It's now on you to do it or not do it. And now it's time for my pitch. And actually, my pitch is pretty easy. I have a, a blog post, a free blog post that I wanted to tell you about that I re recently wrote. And it talks about a simple formula that you can use to not just survive and get by during the coronavirus and the pandemic as it sort of drags on or any recession, really, but how to actually grow your business doing it. A formula that top freelancers uh, and, and service providers and really businesses and, and marketers and so forth use time and again to, to, to make their way and not just survive and get by, but actually grow during the recessions and pandemics and, and that sort of thing. So uh, if you want to learn that simple formula, again, it's a free blog post. I'll leave a link in the description uh, and you can check that out. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.